Want some nachos, Bill? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Death nachos. Yeah, right. (laughs) How many people are going to live in the street while I eat these nachos? (laughs) Yes, it is. uh, It's it's only 24 hours since the last show that we did. Feels like it, right? Yeah. Uh, October 24th, Tuesday, back on schedule for the time being. Uh, we've got some stuff coming up where we may be off a day or two either way, but, but figure it out. We got we'll figure it out. We got skills because, because we're here for you. Aren't we? Yeah. Back hey, me up uh, on this. Don't leave me hang. Don't you pause just a little too long. They smell blood in the water. I, you know, uh, 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 somebody was asking about, uh, was it Spotify? No, not Spotify. Which, which is the one that would have our podcast on it that didn't Stitcher. Throw, Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, and then somebody bitched about it, and I said so. I wrote a bunch of emails, and then Fielding like shamed them on Twitter, and then I shamed them, and then they got it working. So, good job for I anybody even, who listens. I think on it was Stitcher just calling. It doesn't didn't feel like it was shaming. It was just calling them out. Just going. But here's hey, the weird thing: Jeff, there might be an issue. This I have, is this is social media them, for the win. I have written them multiple times via the you know if you have a problem with your feed, send an email right. to this thing multiple times with no reply. You do it publicly. I don't know. It's just weird. Something. I do that. Yeah, I weird. do that all the time with Time Warner Cable. Right. I get good. I get good uh, appointment times well, by yeah. Time Warner Cable seems to have uh, a lot of people upset with them. I'll leave it at that. Well, they're, you know, it's that's a difficult job, and they're not great at it. So yeah. Um, uh, so this is uh, on taking pictures episode two eighty seven. Yes. Your love is a two eight seven. What is that? No. <laughs> one eight seven, you know. Do I know that song? Taking me to heaven, you're killing me. Yeah, come on. I look don't it know up. that one. Is yeah. that a seventies thing? Eighties. Uh, eighties thing. I don't know that. Look time. it up. Your All right, love I'll look is it up. a one eight seven. Um, like it was like one of the like. Oh gosh, who was it? Now I have to look it up. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's Whitehead it? Brothers. Yeah, there you go. Your love is a one eight seven. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, sorry. I have no recollection of this song. Oh, you play it when you hear the hook. You'd be like, ah, oh, no, I know that. I okay, know that. all right, I'll, all right. I'll add so it to the show notes. Uh, it's uh, it's it's on taking pictures. It's Bill Wadman in in uh, uh, <laughs> just blanked on where you are, Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. Uh, Jeffrey Sidoris in Silver Spring, and uh, yeah, let's 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 uh, let's get into it after after last week's uh, four and a half hour show. <clears throat> Yeah, but we got You're through a lot welcome. of stuff last week. Yeah. Hey, uh, Audible, real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, had a meetup with, uh, and I'm going to, okay. I'm going to keep it anonymous for the sake of the argument or the sake of the discussion. If, if, you, if you'd followed the group, you know probably who was there. But we did a meetup, or I didn't even organize it. I was just there. Oh, the uh, Sunday morning, yeah. The Sunrise meetup at Lincoln, which yep. was beautiful. Perfect, beautiful day. Lovely, wispy clouds. You know, sometimes... And, and we were talking about it. Sometimes you show up for like a sunset and you're thinking during the day, you're like, oh my God, it's going to be an amazing sunset today. There are puffy clouds yep, or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. And by the time it's actually sunset, there's nothing and it's just a gradient. And you're like, yep. Ugh, that doesn't work. Yep. Uh, and then sunrise, of course, you really never know what you're going to get. But it, it was terrific. But what I wanted to bring up <laughs> sunset is... Sunset is like a box of chocolates. It, it, it is true. <laughs> it is true. Uh, there, were, there were only four of us. But none of us were using what you would call current or state-of-the-art cameras, okay? One person using a a Nikon D700. I know who that Uh, is. 
One person using a Nikon D7100. Okay. One person using a Nikon D53, I think, if 50, either a 53 or a 5500. Okay. And then I... What's a 53 or 5500? It's, oh, it's I, kind of Nikon's version of a Rebel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, terrific yeah. entry-level kind of kind of starter DSLRs. Right, 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 of course, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, it's a 2024 20, megapixel, I believe. So yep, I know good it. stuff. Yep. Anyway, and, and I, I, I only took out my X-Pro for a couple shots and the rest of the time I was shooting with my phone. Right. And it, it got me thinking, and we talked about it a little bit because one of the folks that was there actually bought, uh, the, the person that shoots with a D700 has, has purchased a D500, but prefers... The D seven hundred for a variety of reasons. Muscle and the memory. The D seven hundred is a twelve megapixel camera, so full frame twelve megapixel. Resolution difference is massive. Uh, yes. Uh, the the D five hundred is a twenty megapixel crop. Oh, sensor. that's all it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and this person said that the D seven hundred has much better, like noticeably better, low light performance than the D five hundred, even though the D five hundred is brand new. Interesting. <clears throat> so, my 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 question around all of this is when does a great camera stop being a great camera? Hmm. Uh, uh, never, I guess. I, you know, we didn't, we, uh, did we ever discuss this on the show? I, I you know, uh, 10 years ago when I did my first 365 series, I was shooting with a original 5D. Right. And at the time that was the cat's meow. Oh yeah, people yeah. love that camera. That was a, and you know what? It's still those files. I mean, you open them up on a 4K display, and it's basically one to one. You know what I mean? Like, right, it, right. there isn't that much information in them, but they feel good, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people talk about, right? How how a sensor feels, or sure, how, you know. in, in much the same way with the X-Trans sensors from Fuji. Yeah, exactly. how they feel. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. And I, and I think that the D seven hundred I always thought of is a bit like the. Uh, because the D seven hundred uses the same sensor as the D three or a similar one. Yeah, similar D3, one. Yeah, right? I believe so. So, so I always or felt D, like D two. Yeah, there's D3. something about those twelve megapixel cameras from say ten years ago that had right. a certain feel to them that was a nice little plateau, you know. And yeah. So it, it it's gotten me thinking about this. I mean, I I had a D three hundred, which was kind of the D seven hundred's crop sensor little brother. Right. But it shared many of the similarities. It shared many of the same. Uh, ergonomics. Um, you always talk about that being your favorite camera. I love that camera. And that's, and that's one of the reasons why I like the D 500 is it's very similar size, very similar button layout. Um, but it's, it's this, this whole thing of like Moore's law and always wanting to get the latest, greatest when at the time that the previous thing came out, it was the greatest. And it was it, for many people, it was more than we needed. Sure. I but remember now we look back. Be- I remember my first editorial gig that I was doing years ago. Well, one of my first was to shoot Jhumpa Lahiri, the uh, the author sure. yeah, of this sure. magazine. And I on the, your five D. Well, yeah, and the woman yeah. had said to me, "Oh, you know, like we, you know, we need big files for the magazine, whatever it is." And I was like, "Oh," and I, I can remember the thing. Oh, yeah, I got that taken care of. I've got twelve megapixels. Right, right. You know, because that well, like that, that's the thing. How many editorials were shot? With and and magazine portraits and headshots and sure. all the other stuff. How many of those things were shot and shot well with yep. twelve megapixel cameras? Yeah. But now we look at that and go, I've got that on my phone. When yeah. it's not one to one, 
The 12, yeah. the 12 on your phone does not equal the 12 of a you, D700 fact, by a, any stretch of the imagination. I wrote a post about that a while back. I'm going to have to go find it. Where I find basically that and maybe link it in. Yeah, I, I, I think it was actually on the old site. So uh, yeah, let me, let me go, uh, let me go figure it out. So it's out. just, I don't know, like I said, it just, it got me thinking and I thought it might be something to put out to the listeners of, of, you know, when, you know, when does a great camera, when does a great piece of hardware stop being great. I mean, you and I have, have talked at length about, you know, when we were still using the G3s, that was the best that was available. And it was, we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Right. You know, right, right, and right. then you look back on it now, and you're like, you know, yeah. so it's just, it's just interesting that, that we, we tend to have to, uh, I mean, maybe it's a justification for buying something new. Maybe it's... Look, I think that there are advantages sometimes to Mm -hmm. new gear. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, um, when I uh, uh, open up old 5D files now and I like, oh, I can just pull up those shadows and I pull up the shadows and it's a bunch of, you know, colored noise, you know, in Mm -hmm. there and I go, Mm -hmm. oh, right. I can't do that with these files. Like there, there Mm -hmm. are differences between these things. Right. But the, whether or not those differences affect your work or stop you from making the picture you're trying to make, if, if the picture you're trying to make does not have a huge dynamic range or isn't in crazy low light or whatever it is, and you're not going to be printing it big, then yeah, your 12 megapixel camera from 10 years ago will do just fine. And mm-hmm. it'll do just as well as that camera would have done for the people who used it at that time. You know, any right. Leibowitz used a 16 megapixel or a 12 megapixel or a eight megapixel or, you know, go back, back, back. Yeah. 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 And these were, and they were still any pictures for, for yeah. vanity fair. So it can be, it's certainly not going to stop you from getting those pictures. It's, you know, but yeah, you know, it, even, uh, my camera is what, like four, three and a half, four years old now. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2014, by the way, you know, we were talking the other day about the, New Nikon got like a hundred on, on the DXO. Right. Remember it was the, like the, right, yeah. right, right. Which I, I mean, <clears throat> neither one of us admittedly still really understands what they're measuring. Do we? No, I, you know, it, what they do is they say, oh, well you need dynamic range for landscape. So we give it X for landscape gets this and that's measuring dynamic range. And oh, so it's not, a, it's not a, a general score. It's a score per genre. It, well, it's a it's a it's a, a addition of all of those together. Like ah, it might get okay, a thirty four okay. in this and a thirty six in that. Or whatever. Okay, okay, I think that's how it works. But okay. um, after after we uh, we talked about that that week, I got emails from four or five people saying sh- sending this article that basically said that they did uh, review the six four five Z, but they never posted it because of some weird internal. Oh, right. Thing. They, they decided not to include medium format in right. their roundups. For right. When they reason. were reviewing this thing. So all and, these things like the phase and, right, and exactly. would, so, would the leaf have been around still four years ago? Probably. The leaf yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and apparently the, my camera got a 101. Right. <laughs> TXO right, 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 score, right. Right. Or whatever. Right. So yeah. whatever that means, I don't really care, but it just goes to show you that even a four-year-old camera still has the best rating they've ever gotten, you know, right. in, in, in this thing. Right. So it's not always about the new, there are things that are great. Yeah. And, and it really uh, does get down to how you use it and the handling and, and how much and money you have, how much money you have. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I and, mean, look, there, there are people producing amazing photographs with phones, amazing photograph with micro four thirds, yep. crop sensors, full frames, medium. Four, it doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. So in, anyway, in, in fact, there's a, uh, uh, there's a, you know what, okay, let's, let's jump down to this just cause it's sort of, uh, applies this, uh, Vim vendors, uh, Polaroid show thing down yep. the bottom. 
Yep. Uh, uh, you know, movie director uh, who apparently back in the day used to take a lot of Polaroids. I think we talked a little bit about this years ago. We like mm-hmm. mentioned it, uh, but uh, somebody sent this over to me. Uh, uh, actually, my my cousin sent this over to me a couple weeks ago. Wow, Vin reckons he took more than twelve thousand <clears throat> Polaroids in ten years between seventy three and eighty three. Wow, cost him a lot of money. Uh, only 3,500 rem- Why not only 3,500? Oh, cause he gave them away. He gave okay. a bunch away and I'm sure he yeah. trashed some or whatever it is. But the fact that he even has 3,500 of them this many years later and that right. they look as good as they do, he must've had them in pretty dark boxes. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, but even scroll down in this article like and I'll, Eggleston. I'll put this, yeah, I'll put this article in this show, uh, in the show notes rather, um, you know, the, just the, the warmth of the, the mirror picture in the bathroom. You know, that you can see the holiday yeah, in yeah, one, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that that nowadays, oh well, we'd auto white balance that correct, you know, or or right. or whatever. And that this guy's putting this stuff out. So down the bottom Look at that ketchup bottle. That's total Eggleston shot, that ketchup bottle. Oh yeah, Come he's on. he's he he's obviously playing off the yeah. Eggleston thing. Even look at the uh the Campbell soup down the bottom. Oh yeah, look at that. Which I think is actually a really nice picture. Yeah, but but we would look at that, many people would look at that and go, Wow, it's really underexposed. Right. Right. But we it, need to it, fix that. Ex- fix it, right? Yeah, whatever fix that means, right? Right. Um, so it says down the bottom, uh, can you, right below that picture, it says vendors two regards photography as thing of the past. Do you, do you, do you see that? Oh, yeah. Do, do you mind reading it? Because you're better at that than I am. Uh, vendors two now regards photography as a thing of the past. It's just not the meaning of the image that has changed. The act of looking does not have the same meaning. Now it's about showing, sending, maybe remembering. It's no longer essentially about the image. The image for me was always linked to the idea of uniqueness, to a frame and to composition. You produce something that was in itself a singular moment. As such, it had a certain sadness, or I'm sorry, a certain sacredness, a certain sadness. Wow. I'm talking about my pictures. (laughs) Where are you going? (laughs) Yeah. I know. (laughs) It had a certain sacredness. Uh, That whole notion is gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, look at that even down below. Uh, uh, he sighs and rubs his eyes. The culture has changed. Uh, it is all gone. I really don't know why we stick to the word photography anymore. There should be a different term, but no one, nobody cared about finding it. Yeah. It's, you know, a, a listener sent me his book once and there's such a lovely essay in it about photography. And in this essay, he talks about uh, and I'm, I'm writing kind of a response to it. He, he talks about the camera firing in both directions. Uh, it, it fires forward to to capture the subject, yes, but it also fires backward, capturing the desire of the photographer. Oh, I like that. And I just thought that was such an interesting metaphor that that we don't often think about in terms of of what's unseen in the photograph. It's everything is about what's in the frame, what's in the frame, what's in the frame. But, but there is so much, uh, meaning or, or, uh, intent imbued within the frame of the photographer. Sure. That that somehow gets lost. It's the intangible experience that the photographer had while taking it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a terrific essay. I don't, I I thought about posting it, but I, I I think I would probably get in a lot of trouble. Um, uh, well, you should tell them to post it somewhere. Yeah, maybe it's uh, up somewhere. Um, let me see if it's on Google Books. Maybe they have it up somewhere. No. 
Yeah. Anyway. And, and, and apparently, so he had this camera for years and he, several years ago, he gave it to Patty Smith. Because hmm. she had one and it was old and it broke and he had the same camera. He said, I had the same camera and I was never going to use it anymore. So he gave it to her. Wow. Uh, at, the, at the time, it was part of everyday life. Another thing you used, to, used for living, like food and air and stinky cars we were driving, the cigarettes everyone was smoking. Today, making a Polaroid is just a process. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look, every, yeah. we, we, there are plenty of times that you and I pull out an article or a quote by some old timer who's just like, oh, things aren't the same these days and kids these days. And yes, kids are doing things that are completely different than what this guy's talking about right now. And they'll but often complain about it to their of, those, kids. Those quotes are in a vacuum. And it seems like vendors has really put. There is a sadness. I mean, I, I, I misspoke earlier and, and, you know, said sadness in, instead of sacredness, but there is a sadness. There's, he's lamenting the loss of this in his life. Yeah. And in our lives. Yep. He's lamenting the loss on behalf of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we've talked about this before too, so I'm not going to go too far into it, but the whole idea that, you know, that uh, when it was a moment that you were capturing, well, that's one thing, but when you're capturing 400 moments a day and everyone else is, then they just lose meaning in the noise, you know? Right. It just right. becomes, it, if, if, if photography are sort of, uh, slices or vignettes of life, but you have, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of when people talk about, oh, now with this new 8K video camera, Jeffrey, you could just shoot video and just pull the stills you want from the video. Right. Well, that's completely discounting the whole idea of photography, which is you decide when to make an exposure. You know, you're taking time yeah, out mean, of it. it I'm just going to record all decision, of life. Yeah. And it certainly puts it the decision making in a different spot. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 to me, that's taken half the fun out of it, mm -hmm. you know? You can, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can have uh, any bite you want of this hamburger at any time because you don't have to choose where to start. You know, it's like, no, making choices and having a path and a journey is half is, is the whole point of doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, stop pushing everything down the line, you know, Re record the vocal on to tape with the compressor on. Don't leave it to mix. You know, it's, um, it sounds good now. It'll sound good later. Um, right. Right. And, and. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's anyway. I just thought that was an interesting uh, article. Yeah, it is. I uh, I like him a lot. Um, if if you have not seen um, the American Friend, terrific, terrific flick. One of my favorites. Yeah, who's uh, in that one? Uh, Dennis Hopper, Bruno uh, Hopper, Gans. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, not not. Is it Bruno Gans? I think it is. Uh, the American friend. Yeah. Bruno Gans. Yeah. Um, terrific film. I love the way it's shot. Um, and, and uh, far away. So close is really good. I mean, he's, he's, I like the way he sees anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Good I article. Thanks for catching. Um, where oh, do you want to wow. go from here? We got, we got a few things in here. Like they're all Air Force serious. one or something just flew over. You think it was actually Air Force one? Nah, probably not. <laughs> they, they can't land it at a golf course. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Every four days works out. Ah, it's so good. Anyway. Uh, yeah, what's this next one? Oh, do we take things too seriously? This was, this was the rock climber thing we started with last week when you yeah. started crying. Um, I just wondered if you had any further thoughts. You know... It, 
it's a rough response. And I, I wonder, hmm, you know, for those of you who missed last week, there was a, a, a rock climber couple and uh, there was an avalanche and he survived. She did not. And he took his own life overcome with grief over her death. Yeah. And uh, sum yeah, it up pretty. Yeah. yeah. And a, a friend of both of theirs sort of talked about how silly these things we try to pursue are when life and death is more important kind of essentially. Yeah. Um, and we, we do, man, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves. We put so much importance on whatever it is we believe is the important thing, right? Whether it's photography or gymnastics or making a lot of money or owning a house or having kids that are a certain way, you know what I mean? Or whatever the thing is, right? Like yeah, yeah. we put, we put all our eggs in one basket or at least most of us do, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, beer or, you know, reading or whatever. Um, and, and, and while I have a real problem with saying that somebody is going too deep into stuff, because in some ways, what else is the point of, you know, we watched the second season of Fargo. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about how we watched the first season last week and then we yep. watched the second season this week and, and I did not enjoy the second season as much as I did the first, but um, there's this whole element of the show of sort of, you know, what is the point of all this kind of thing? You know, this sort of mm-hmm. absurdity of life and it's maybe there is no point And maybe the best you can do is put artificial meaning on top of what is absurdity, you know? So if, if for you that's rock climbing or photography or travel or whatever, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a, I have a hard time arguing that that's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I well, can't think of anything else that makes more sense. And, and, and we are all where we are, yep. you know, it, 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 it the, the, I think one of the worst things we do is, is compare ourselves and our situations and our work yeah. to everyone else. You know, I mean, I, I, I had kind of an interesting, not really an epiphany, but a realization over the oh. last Sorry. <laughs> right. And it was good. <laughs> um, and I, I've been, you know, so spun up over this book. Uh, in fact, I'm supposed to get the, pr- the printed proof today and I don't want to open it. Are you nervous about it? Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm terrified that I've, that I've effed it up somehow. Something's going to be off. Well, you the know color's going to be off. If it is, Whatever. you get it fixed. You fix it. Yeah. I know. But what, what, I, what I have realized is the amount of import that I have put on this book has little to do with the book itself and more to do with the time in my life in which it was created. Yeah. And, and in some ways it has, it's, it's more to do with how you see accomplishment. Maybe that says something about you and, you know, sure. Accomplishment, self-worth. Right. Um, and again, it's tied to this, to this period in my life that, that, you know, I started it, a month before my father died and right. and the development of it was was through you know a relationship failing and and coming to terms with depression and my friends moving away and deciding to you know to figure out something else and then meeting Adrian and that changing my life and then deciding to move and becoming you know a husband and a stepfather and a and an east coast 
resident and you know all of this stuff that 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 on on some level was the most tumultuous period of my life but on on uh, the bigger picture has been the best period of my life as an adult you know there there was a there was a podcast I was listening to about nostalgia and they were talking to british people uh-huh. from around the world war 2 era and how many of them looked back with positive experience of the blitz because they hmm. saw it as like a, a, even though it was a terrible time in their life, it was a triumph that they overcome and that triumph right. gave them meaning. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, the, meaning is a funny thing, you know, how, how we, the events that we ascribe meaning to, or the, or the, the things that, that we produce the work that we ascribe, it's everyone's where they are. And, yep. and I, the, the, the older I get, the the more real that becomes and and the more personal i think it becomes um right. i don't know i don't know yeah so do we take things too seriously hmm. maybe but for some of you us we have to that's the way we function right yeah it's it's funny it's it's not the too much meaning that is dangerous for me it's not enough meaning Hmm. Hmm. You know, like I, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rather err on the side of putting too much import on something that doesn't deserve it rather than not enough import on anything or the things that maybe should. I could see that. You I know. could see that. But when you, how do, how do you, how do you react when in hindsight you got it wrong? Well, do you double down or do you, do you, does it cause you to kind of relax a little bit until the next thing, whatever that thing is? You know, my biggest <clears throat> fear in life uh, is regret, you know, is, is not doing the thing and then regretting it later. Um, but it's also doing the wrong thing and regretting it later. Sure. You know? So I, it's, you know, kind of, you're burning it at both ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the opening montage of up where they show the husband and wife and the whole oh, yeah, thing. Sure. You know, yeah. That, you've but, talked about that before. Oh yeah. It kills me. Wrecks you. Yeah. Oh, every time destroys me. Like that's, that's in the same way that other people look at the childhood stuff in toy story and it wrecks them, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, childhood toys. Like that doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Fear of, you know, losing my, there's a thing in the, there's a subplot in the whole Fargo thing of a, a wife that's sick with cancer. And nope. Yeah. Right. And I'm just watching it and I'm thinking, my God, I can't even imagine how I would deal with, with Conrad or I getting sick. Nope. At that level. You know, like it just, it's, uh, uh, it's, here's a hint. Not well. Yeah. Well, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right, right, right. And you know, and, and it's not like we haven't had experience with this stuff. It's like, we know that process. We know how it goes and we would even be worse at it than your average mm-hmm. person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just look at that and I think, oh God, I'm so glad that we're healthy, you know. Like I, like you know, yeah. It's 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 one of those things where I just I, I I don't care that I don't have a super fancy house. I don't care that I am not on the cover of Vanity Fair. If it means that at night I can lie down with my wife and go to sleep next to her, and we have another chance to do it tomorrow, that is the only important thing. So it's funny. It's, it's has that changed? 
Has that changed since we started doing the show? Has it been an evolution or, or um, if, if we go back six years, seven years, yeah. have you still felt the same way? Yeah, or I, has think that, that I, think, I think that that has always been there. I think mm-hmm. that perhaps I would cover it up earlier, uh, um, gloss over it. it. You know, it was always there, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to look at it because that's so terrifying. And now mm-hmm. I look at it and it's still terrifying, <laughs> but uh, I, can, I can see it now, you know? Um, was, was part of the, and man, okay. So we're going somewhere here. Uh, was part of the reluctance of getting married, having to face that fear of possibly losing your partner? Um, was it conscious for you? Yes, that is an element of it, but that's not the reason why I wouldn't, I was gonna, eh, about getting married just because. I was planning on spending the rest of my life with her anyway, whether or not mm-hmm. we got married. So mm-hmm. it was more sort of that letting somebody in at that level, which is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in some ways it's the same reason why I'm in, um, as much as I love dogs, the idea that I'm going to get something that is going to die before me is, is like, why yeah. would I do that? Why would I bring that into my yeah. life? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's like pain on delay. You know, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so there, there's definitely part of that for me. Um, so yeah, but I mean, the flip side of that is, is, you know, well, yes, it's safer doing that, but that's not where ships are meant to go or whatever, you know, like, you know, yeah, you sure, stay sure, in the harbor, sure. but that's not what ships are made for. Yeah. And, and in some ways, yeah, you could live your life alone in a hole eating just the right food to live as long as you can, but that's not what living is. Sure. You know, living, living is pain and disappointment. And, you know, if anybody tells you any different, they're selling you something, you know, um, for, for, for some. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know several people that are consistently happy and I mean, happy to a level that I have a hard time understanding. Well, I mean, I think that's a little brain chemistry kind of thing. And I think mm-hmm. some people are and I'm not saying your friends are necessarily, but there are some people who are just delusional about the reality of life or just haven't had bad things happen to them yet, but it's inevitable. Eventually people around you are going to die or bad things are going to happen or, you know, it's just, it's, it's part of living. Good things happen and bad things happen. You know, um, did you, did you feel the same way? And, and you don't have to go into it if you don't want to. Did you feel the same way about death as you do now before your father died? Um, yeah, I, I, to the same degree, I felt the same way about death. I feel the death of my father gave more import to living, but didn't change my view on death. It changed my view on living, but not of death. Yeah. 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 But then again, I, you know, I'm, you know, well, God, we're going real deep here. Um, you know, I was here on September 11th, right. Mm -hmm. I was here in New York. In fact, I was three blocks away from where I am now, which is about three miles away from world trade center. Yeah, yeah, I, sure, you know, sure. And I, I heard the second plane hit the building, you know, I mean, you know, out my window, that kind of thing. Um, saw it on TV and heard it on delay, you know, X seconds later for the sound to get to me kind of thing. Right. Um, and everyone else was, had this crazy PTSD of how could this possibly happen? I always imagine things like that happening. You know, I'm, I'm a, what is the catastrophist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, it, it, I imagine that's going to happen. I imagine my wife is going to get sick and die today. 
Like that's my fear. That's the anxiety. That's that where you live all the time. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, and, and you know what you can, you can let go of it and say, well, you know what? That's, that doesn't help. If it happens, it's going to happen. There's nothing worrying about. It's not going to make it any better. You know, that kind of thought. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true. But, but, but at the same time, if I let it go and then the bad thing does happen, I, I, I would think to myself, well, I'd be more prepared had I been worrying about this all this time. <laughs> but you, you know? wouldn't be. Right. Of course yeah, not. Mean, right? you, you know, the lizard brain thinks that, that, that you'd be more prepared, but right, you, right, you wouldn't right, be. Right, right. right. But, but, you know, this is, so this is a photography show, not a psychology show, but that's, that's a little. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's a little insight into the way I think. And I think right, in some right. ways that's, that is why you know the way that i work and the way that you work are different are divergent at many at many times right mm-hmm. but i mean they, I think, they also crisscross over oh ab- absolutely in, in a lot of yeah, places yeah, too yeah yeah, yeah yeah but the but the but sort of the 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 uh the um the angles and the the axes that we obsess about are not necessarily always the same ones and mm-hmm. you know for me it's about you know your 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 insight last week about having some proof that you were here by having a book at the, at the library of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a thing for, for me. It's like that all the time. The, as much as I can produce that I can put out there, the more likely it is that something will bang into somebody else at some point, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, so like, I, that's the way that I go about that as opposed, you know, instead of s- sort of saying, I'm going to work on this one thing and make it absolutely perfect, as perfect as I think I can make it. And then of course there's no such thing as perfect. And there we are into your psychoses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, it's, it's, oh, well, I, I'm just going to shotgun blast. I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that. And I'm going to try writing music and I'm going to try doing this. And like, if something catches on or something sticks against the wall, then great, you know? Um, and, and, and if I'm sitting here and I'm not doing something, then getting back to the whole meaning thing, it's like, well, then what is the point of my life? So I can wake up in the morning and eat and poop (laughs) and, you know, enough so that I can go to sleep and do it again. And then I die. Like that doesn't sound like a worthwhile use of my time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's where the pressure comes to, no, you should make something. It, it, well, no, just make something. No, just make something. Is it is it perfect? Well, well, no. Well, you know what? I, well, maybe you shouldn't put it out. Well, if I don't put it out, then I didn't make something today. Why don't I just put it out and eat it? see what I'm saying? This is this is sort of the stuff that goes on. So, <coughs> Moon Series. <coughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <coughs> I know, I know. I'm trying to catch up with the rest of the stuff. But yeah. Um. So so yeah. So it's it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, that, yeah. that, that went places yeah. I didn't let's, expect Let's, it let's come back into the light for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor listeners, do they like this stuff? I don't know. Is this the know. stuff they some sign of them up for? Do. Yeah, some of them do. Um, Are you sure about that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, we've got some other you, stuff, but we've You want to got... talk about this thing here first? Yeah, you, you want to talk about our sponsor? This thing? Uh, you know, because what I, what I need to do is... Uh, I got to send an invoice and I don't have a lot of time is the thing. Well, you know what you need, Jeffrey? An accountant? You need to make some time or get an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> you need fresh books, my friend. Jiggity fresh books. Are, are, you know, I was, up in, I was up in the Great White North last week and I thought yeah. about saying, yo, fresh books. Like six, six hours to my west, but 
I don't think they would have heard me over no. in Toronto. No. Uh, but FreshBooks are our friends at FreshBooks. They, they make ridiculously easy cloud accounting software for freelancers uh, that, that, that lets you reclaim up to 192 hours of your year precious time that you could use for, you know, making whatever it is you make or building your business. They've, uh, they simplify tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online. FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. That's almost as many people as listen to this show, Jeffrey. Almost. It's, 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 almost. It's, it's like, it's within a, look, it's like just a few zeros away from. It's, a, it's a give or take. It's yeah. yeah it's, it's just zero here or zero there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you can send clean, uh, professional looking invoices in about 30 seconds. So Jeffrey doesn't need to hire an accountant. He just needs to get fresh books and, and spend 30 seconds sending out an invoice with literally two clicks. He can send it off and, and make sure that he's set up to receive payments online, which is amazing. So it just goes straight to your bank account. You don't got to wait for a check. Wait for a check. Checks are Who weird, uses man. checks. There are a lot of people, you know, the older I get, the more I think about how weird checks are. Yeah. You know, I think I used, I, I, there's one thing I have to pay with a check still. This, you know, so I, my box of checks lasts for 10 years. Um, <laughs> you can take pictures of receipts on your phone using the FreshBooks mobile app and make claiming your expenses a million times easier by just attaching them straight to an invoice to, that goes to a client. You know, I, Boom. we have this meeting, I paid for lunch, you're paying for lunch. Um, FreshBooks has been completely redesigned from the ground up and custom built for the way that you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. You could use the new projects feature that lets you share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. You can see how quickly things happen when all your conversations live in one place. And don't worry about like getting lost in, in all this minutia because there's a new notification center that's like your personal assistant. You'll always know what's changing your business since you last logged on and what needs to be dealt with pronto, like over invoices. Did I say overdue invoices? Yes, I did because they have automated late payment reminders. So you don't have to send an email to the person saying, Hey, did you get my thing? And when are you going to pay me? Cause FreshBooks is going to do that They'll for do you. It. They'll yep. do it for you. Uh, and you got multi-currency invoicing. So you work with somebody in euros or Canadian bacon, or what do they pay for things? Canadian dollars. Canadian bacon way to alienate an entire <laughs> nation. Yeah, yes, it's only they, like 30 they, million they pay for things anyway. with Canadian bake. Ugh, Imagine if they God. did. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd, I'd move to Canada. <laughs> um, yeah, working with a freelancer means you can work with clients all over the world. And FreshBooks lets you send invoices in the currency your clients work in, which spares everyone the hassle of currency conversions. And uh, if you have any questions whatsoever, FreshBooks has award-winning customer service that's amazingly helpful, super friendly, and has zero attitude. Plus, a real live person usually answers the phone in three rings or less. Go try out FreshBooks. If you're interested and you're not using to uh, using FreshBooks yet, now would be the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering a free unrestricted 30-day free trial for all of our listeners. No credit card is required. All you have to do is go to FreshBooks.com and enter on taking pictures in the how did you hear from us section. FreshBooks, we thank them very much for the support of the show and 5x5. Five five. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Jeffrey, hey, I, have, I have a question for you. Let's, let's okay. Do, do we want to do we want to keep this or do you want to just I I, mean, I I was going to ping you on it. Do, do you want to do you, is this something you want to I don't know. You think it's relevant? I don't think it's really relevant. What do okay. you think? What do you think? Come I, on, give I me your think thoughts. I think we should talk about it. All right, fine. Uh Jeffrey, are you ready to publish a photo book? Um yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think I think look. I love books. 
and it, it's it. Mm. I think I'd have to be a better photographer to warrant it. Okay. But then again, maybe my photographs are just fine. Maybe that gets gets us kind of full circle up to the top of the show where we, you know, it gets back into worth and and uh I mean, look, a lot of people don't think their photography is very good, right? When in reality right. it is. Um I think there's been kind of a a a a terrific kind of renaissance in, in photo books. This is an article on lens culture. There are a lot you, of books in here. Yeah. Are you ready to publish a photo book? And I, th- I think it is, it is really about managing expectations. Um, self-publishing or, or you know, getting a, a publisher are two very different paths to go on. And again, I think it really comes down to managing expectations. I, I, there are several people that, that we know who are either in the midst of or have published books and, and to, to a greater or lesser degree of success, whatever that means. And I think you first have to define again, what you expect from it. You know, I expect to get rich. Well, then, then don't publish a photo book. Okay, good. Um, (laughs) Draplin, uh, his, his book, pretty much everything. He's closing in on 40,000 copies of this book. Wow. Which is unheard of for yeah, this insane. type of a book. I mean, th- this is an anomaly, right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's a it's a terrific book, and he, you know, it's it's twenty years of his life, um, but that yeah. should not be the expectation that you're going to sell yeah. tens of thousands <clears throat> of copies of your book. I think pretty much everything is an example of a photo book that crosses the photo barrier, though. Hmm. I don't. I don't think. How that, do you mean? Well. Uh, I think that that yes, they are. Even if they are photographs, it's more that people want that book just because it's cool graphic design and there's just lots of things to stare at. You know what I mean? It's 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 a good book to just look like it was made using photographs, but it's not about the photographs. It's about the things in the photographs that are the things that people sure, buy. Sure, sure, sure. See what I mean? And if and and sense. there are there are a lot of. I mean, I I think that the 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 market has changed in such a way that that the cachet of being published by X publisher or Y publisher has, has changed. And it, I mean, for some, it, that's still very much there. If you've got a Steidl book, that's, that's a, that's a benchmark. That's, sure. that's kind of an amazing achievement. But, but if you go, you know, Oh, McGraw Hill is publishing my book or, or, you know, whoever, I don't sure. know, Abrams or Rocky Nook or, you know, all terrific publishers, but I don't know that the end user cares. Who published it? I think a minority of users care who published a book. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, we're in such a terrific space. I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about software. Was it two weeks ago? The, the whole Lightroom thing? Or was week. it last week? Okay. Last week. So we talked about what a great time it is for, for, post-processing software because a lot of these smaller developers are producing amazing applications. And I think there's a parallel in, in publishing where, you know, printing costs have come down. Um, there are a lot of, uh, of niche publishers that are publishing some amazing work. Uh, Hoxton mini press is, is doing some really great things out of, out of London. Um, their book quality is terrific. They've got kind of a, a similar look and feel to the way they produce them. So they've, they've established uh, kind of a, a, a unique look to, to their work. 
which right. is becoming collectible, you know, in, in a, in a fashion. Um, I don't think you're ever really ready to do it. Uh, contrary to the title of this article, you just have to choose to do it, to get back to what you were saying. You've got to choose to just put it out there. Yep. Yeah. I the, 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 I mean, just one little twist on this whole thing is mm-hmm. just doing it the way you're doing it, which is self-published through a printing place. Um, you by far have the most control over it. Uh, you have control over the look and the feel. You have a control over the editing mm-hmm. and all of the uh, authority that comes with that, including mistakes you make, right? Like, cause you don't have yeah, a team I mean, of people it, doing it, whatever. You d- exactly. Right. Exactly. So there, there are absolute pluses and minuses, you yeah. know, yeah, um, yeah. but, but doing it with somebody like I am uh, in, in the, this annoying waiting period of, of, of getting my own book that we started pre-selling last year out because of logistical nightmare reasons. Um, I have zero control over it. You know what I mean? As of right now, I have no way to make things better uh, because the, the, the holdup is not in my court. You know what I'm saying? It's not a decision I'm making. It's like, you know, so now you're, you're going to be well into 18 before it sees a light of day. Probably. And and, and there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing I can do about it. And people are like, I pre-ordered the book. When do I get it? And then like, am I ever going to get this book? And I'm like, uh, you gotta, you know, so, so do you have to go see, this is the thing, right there. So this this is another, you get both the responsibility without the power or you get the power and responsibility, but that leads to a lot of responsibility or you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a difficult, it's a difficult road. And I know, I know a fair number of, of photographer authors and not many of them have great things to say about the end result from a financial point of view. Oh, I, yeah. I, I have zero expectation to make money on my book. Yeah. My yeah. book is entirely like, oh, somebody wants a, a publisher wants to publish my book and maybe I'll get a hundred copies out of it that I can use for promotional right. purposes or to right. sell my own. Like that's all I expect, you know, like that's, you know, I, yeah, I expect nothing out of it, but yeah. that's, but that's fine for me. Cause it's, I'm not doing it as a money-making process. I, I the, the funny thing is I was talking to somebody the other day and, um, well, how do, how do I put this without giving too much information away? Uh, there's there's a show uh, at a museum that's opening from a pretty big photographer. And I said, how many copies of the book are they printing? And she said, 5,000. Which is a big run. Right, which is a big run, but it's a big museum and a big photographer. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like, wow, that guy or gal at that place plus all the people who go through there, plus the online stuff, plus the, plus the, plus the only equals 5,000 copies. And that's what right. they think they're going to like, maybe sell. Maybe they're only going to sell half of those. Right. You and that's, then that, the 5,000 is probably to, has something to do with cost of printing. Like that number, yeah. th- there, there's yeah. gotta be a, a cutoff in there somewhere. And it's you know? a 350 page book that costs 75 bucks. You know, it's like a right. big book. But, you know, and, and, and you can only get the price. I mean, especially with big actual hardcover books like that, that price drops precipitously the more you make, you know, it almost costs as much to make 2000 as it does cost 5,000. So you might as well make 5,000, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, 
So, uh, but I, but you know, so I look at it and say they make 500 or a thousand copies of my book, maybe 500, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, great. You know, like I'm all right with that. Like I'm 10% of this guy or that girl, like super, you know, yeah. that that's fine. Well, um, and then there is something to say about having an object out there in the world somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I go to, I go to people's houses every once in a while that have a copy of my first 365 book. And I'm like, Hey, look at that. That's my book sitting on the shelf right there. (laughs) You know, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of choosing to do it. I personally, if I were going to do it, if, if I cared enough about my work in that way that to do a book, which I, I like books and I like the thing, but I don't know if the amount of time, energy, money, and whatever it is to get not a lot of monetary money back and more just sort of like feel good. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I'd rather invest my energy in different places for the kind of work I do. Yeah. I I I remember talking easier because it's like mostly it's like sort of graphic things and it's smaller. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, you can reason. Well, no, what I mean is that you can reasonably do that in a way that um, a eight by 10 or 11 by 14 hardcover book, that's tens of thousands of dollars. You know what I'm saying? To, to get, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hardcover goes up exponentially. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. The bigger it gets. And, the more... and there are so many considerations that yep. you, you know, I went back and forth on paper choices, paper weight, paper color, um, cover choices, cover weight, matte or laminate or, you know, all this stuff that, that is, that is, no one else will know could have been any different. Uh, no, no. And, That's and you know part. what? The thing is, if you, if you, it, it, look, it's very much like selling prints. Right. Um, you and I each know many, many photographers who sell prints of their work. Yep. I think it's also safe to say that you and I know few, if any photographers making money from selling prints. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's just a difficult Again, it's it's about with so many things. It's about managing expectations. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah, right. I have friends who sell uh, who sell high end, you know, multi thousand dollar prints, but they don't mm-hmm. sell a ton of them. You know, they sell one every once in a while. It's like, hey, I sold a print. Great. I can you know, I have a little extra money. I can go on vacation next right. month or whatever. Right. But it's not like, hey, I just bought six houses with all the money I made from prints. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah. and it, and there's a there's a there's a hierarchy. Sure. You know, if looking at this at this article, you know, uh, you kind of know that if Alex Soth comes out with another book, it's going to do that fine. run is going to sell out. Right. Sure. Because he has he has built a following. He has built a reputation. He has built um, uh, 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 not a, not a responsibility, but like a dependability that his product is going to be great. Like it's going to be amazing. It's going to be interesting. Same with maybe Daito Moriyama. Daito Moriyama. Sure. You know, and and publishers are are much more willing to take a chance on someone like that than someone like you or me, sure, who doesn't yeah. have any sort of proven track record. And you know, and there's a lot of books that kind of cross over. Um, sure, you know, there, there's a new Annie Leibovitz portraits of the last whatever ten years, whatever. Did you get that the, book? I pre-ordered it. It's not out yet. I don't think. Okay, it's not out um, yet. I, uh, ben pre-ordered it too. I think. Yeah, I mean, I I will be getting it because I do like her work and I'd like to see it big. You know. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah. Free same day shipping. Is there a date on this thing? Somebody I know. Get it today. I can't remember who it is. I thought I bought Somebody got already. a signed copy and I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Ben Thomas. Ben, if you're listening, ping me after you listen to this. What Was that you that got a signed copy of her book? Oh, really? Uh, 
Yeah, but you know, I will order that. But so will a lot of people who don't really normally buy photography books will probably buy that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because because, because it's an, it's 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 the big photographer name that they know. Right, exactly. And and no disrespect because if you're going to pick one to know, she's an amazing choice. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know, good, you know, great, super, you know. In fact, uh, apparently I hadn't ordered it, but I'm placing it right now with free same-day delivery. How insane is that? So you're ordering this book and we'll get it later today. Uh, apparently. Yeah. I don't that's know nuts. how I feel about that, but let's uh, let's see what happens. Just ordered. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, what, was, it, what was the one place we've talked about a couple of times? They had the, the orange hats that you could order like uh, a bagel. Cosmo.com. Cosmo.com. That's right. <laughs> Cosmo.com. Yeah, right. Oh so, so you know, there's a stack of this Annie book somewhere in Queens or whatever it is, and they're going to throw it in a box and put it on a truck. And by the end of the show, I'll have it. So um, That's weird. Yeah, right? That's kind of scary. That, uh, that's some brave new world kind of nonsense right it, there. You know, if there's a lot of things that we do nowadays, Jeffrey, that, that are kind of freaky yeah. in that way. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, you know, photo book thing. It's, it's one of those things I know. I also know a lot of people who make gorgeous books like the, that Howard Schatz two book. Oh yeah. Book, right. Yeah. 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 It's supposed to be two amazing. Thing. I'm yeah. not willing to pay $250 for a book. You know, I yeah. just, I, I can't do it, you know? And, and, um, I met, uh, the guy who was Howard's assistant for many years, uh, mm-hmm. up at the farm a couple weeks ago. And, uh, we're going to stay in touch or whatever it is. But like, you know, he was there when a bunch of that stuff was shot, you know, and, and I would love to go through that book and go, wait, what did he do? How did he get the lighting on this? And he can go, Oh, you know what I mean? Like theoretically, yeah, yeah. like that would be cool, but I, I can't spend that kind of money on a book like that. Well, that, and that's the other side of it is, is, you know, I don't think Howard, I don't know Howard, but right. I don't think he's making significantly more per copy for selling those to no. justify the price. I think no. it costs significantly more per right. copy right. to produce right. this. Right. Plus Howard had a very successful career, I think as an eye surgeon before he became a photographer. So mm-hmm. money is less of an issue for him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he, he, like he came into it in a slightly privileged position economically. Right. So so, you know, like it, for, I, I've met a number of people who have, you know, put out, put out a self-publish a book and make a thousand copies with some, you know, printer in Italy or some printer in Korea. Cause there's great printers over in Korea who mm-hmm. do these uh, super books. And you know what? They've got a garage full of their books and they sell a few every once in a while. And maybe they've made back their investment. So the rest of it's gravy, maybe, but yeah. now they got all these boxes full of, you know, so it's, if I can, if I can, if, if are you going to do your own distribution? Uh, to begin with, yes. Interesting. Uh, okay. And and the, 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 there there are several reasons behind. Go on. It. Uh, what's the, what's the site where you buy all the U line and buy a bunch yeah, of basically envelopes? Basically. Yeah. Um. After this first run goes, then then we'll probably connect with Itasca, which is the 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 printer that I'm using. It's that's their distribution arm, and they're one of, if not the largest distributor in the country. Right. Um. But for for this one, you know, I, I want to. It's silly, I know, but I, I kind of just want to try it myself. Sure. And as long as we can kind of make our money back, our investment back, I will be happy. And right. and I, I hope people enjoy it. I hope people buy it. Um, you know, the other, the look, this gets into all kinds of things about, about what I deserve and what I'm worth and what I'm willing to ask for and all that. And And I feel like, not to put too fine a point on it, I've I've never really asked for anything from right. 
my audience, from our listeners, from right. the people that, that re- whatever it is. We're not constantly shilling everything. No, yeah. but you know what? In a couple of weeks, I'm going to ask. Right, right, right. This is the favor that I want to call in. This is, this is, this is, you know, <laughs> this is, this is the give back. You know, this is what I want to, to, and I want to, because I want to see this in the world, because I'm proud of it. Not, look, if I wanted to make money, there are lots of other things I could do, but I'm proud of this thing and I want to see it in the world. And I want to see, you know, first response to the ebook has been fantastic. Right. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the physical copy. I'm getting, I'm getting itchy just thinking about it now. We got to move on. Um, you want to do the art thing? Because okay, can I can I just set it up for a second and say that the photographer of the week this week, I, there's a conversation surrounding that. I don't know if that makes any difference um, to you time wise. Then yes, let's push this to next week. I will ask you, <laughs> listeners, we'll we'll cue this up a little bit. What do you picture when you think of a cultural experience? Those words, cultural experience. What does that mean to you? My bosom gets full of love and light. That's right. The white walls of a museum, the high ceilings of an opera house, the flashing lights of a Broadway musical marquee, or is it... An internal thing. Is it internal? Is it food? Is it... What is is a cultural experience for you? This is what we're going to talk about next week. And there's some surprising numbers around this. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm interested. I'll put a, a link to this in the show notes. Um, Make sure I put this one in here too. Lens culture and this other one. Good. Uh, yeah. Look at all those people at the Louvre. The Louvre, which I don't <sighs> think we're going to go to. What? I don't know. Oh my God. You have I to go know. to the Louvre. Oh, you have to go to the Louvre. Just go first thing in the morning. That's the trick. Maybe. Go first thing. Like go be outside when it opens. You know what? You know what I, th- you know what I kind of wanted to do? And I don't know if I can do this, but I, I wanted to like have Fielding stand back, like go see the Mona Lisa, have yep. Fielding stand back a little bit yep. and then match the perspective and hold the book up in front of the Mona Lisa. So it's like you, you get that the crowd shot of everybody looking at the cover of the book instead of the Mona Lisa. That would be kind of cute or It'd be kind of funny, right? Or you could have her holding it up. So as if, it, as if the Mona Lisa is reading your book, <laughs> that would be pretty funny too. That could be pretty cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we talk about, uh, our, our new sponsor or do you want to, uh, yeah, go somewhere let's else? do that. Cause this, this is kind of neat. This is something that, uh, if, I mean, if you're making videos or if you're doing I, man, a podcast, I, I think for our audience and, and bloggers and stuff, cause like, there's a lot of people who are, here's the thing, Jeffrey, like, yes, I bet you most of the people who listen to us are photographers you know, at least at their spare time, but it doesn't mean that they shoot everything and have all the pictures they need for what they're doing. Or if you're doing a video and you go, gosh, I need a crane shot of New York city or I need, that's exactly what I was going to say. A girl in a summer dress running in slow motion through a wheat field. And I don't live anywhere near where they grow wheat. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, you'd have to rent a helicopter and a gimbal. You'd have to be Gary Yost basically to to, (laughs) to do that. But Nowadays, you don't need that. You just need story blocks. Right. Have you ever been in the yeah, need this, for a, a quick photo vector or image, Jeffrey? Uh, all the time, actually. <laughs> story blocks could be useful to, to our listeners in similar situations. Uh, so, yeah. Dude, it's, look, at I, some I, of the, look at some of the companies that use these people. 
ABC, NBC, History Channel, USA, Weather Channel, MTV, Travel Channel, Nat Geo, Discovery. I, you know, it's 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 one of those things where, wow. especially with blog posts. I mean, you know this from doing Faded and Blurred and the stuff you've done since then, where the hero image, especially when things are going on social media, yep. is half the battle to get people to click on stuff. Sure. Sure. I mean, for, for a visually oriented site, it's, it's the headline. Yeah. Right. It's everything. People are going to look at the, yeah, it's, it is, I, you know, I read not to digress, but I read a whole thing about, about YouTube hero images and, and what a dramatic Sorry, did you say difference. YouTube or YouTube? YouTube. Okay. YouTube, uh, YouTube hero images. Uh, and, and it's, it's, statistically the images without any sort of copy over the image where it's just a more compelling image by itself receive more engagement and more click throughs than, than cluttering it with the actual title of the article. Yeah. Right. Fascinating. And you know, as you said, you know, if I was writing a thing about, you know, photography in the Pacific Northwest that I didn't have a picture of Seattle, I can go get one. You know what I mean? And, and Jeffrey, one of the important things have the right to use it. A lot of people just grab this stuff, you know, don't do off that. the back of a truck, as it were, and go use it for for commercial purposes. That ain't yeah. right. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Go to Storyblocks and get uh, high quality stock images, photos, videos, audio, audio. Jeffrey, we can get like you know crowd noise. You know, that's what I was saying. Like if you're even, or if you're like. Freddie, our friend Freddie Clark, who's just started his Over Beers podcast, yeah, if he exactly. needs a laugh some track. sort of <laughs> like some sort of sound effect of, of yeah. you know a beer pouring or something or yeah, or yeah. you know whatever. I, you I can, had I had to do I had to do some uh, uh, videos up at the up at the workshop a couple weeks ago, and you know for one of them I needed a laugh track, and we went on you know a site like this to go get a laugh track, you know, to stick underneath that so it could sound like a bad '80s sitcom. Uh, <laughs> you, you could get all this, all this for a fraction of the cost with Storyblocks. Download all the stock to your heart desires from their member library, including four hundred thousand images, one hundred fifty thousand videos, and one hundred thousand audio clips. All the content is royalty free, so you can use it for commercial and personal projects. New content is added regularly, so there's always something fresh to download. You're gonna go to Storyblocks.com/slash on taking pictures. That's S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash on taking pictures, all one word. And you can get all the images, video, audio you can imagine for 149 bucks. You download anything from thousands of That's images. Amazing. Yeah. And you can unlock discounts to millions more. Go check it out. Storyblocks.com slash on taking pictures. We thank them very much for the support of the show. And and Freddie, just so you know, there are many beer pouring sounds, beer bottles clinking. Are there really? You did yeah. a search? No, I'm looking at it right now. There's there's probably three dozen of them just on this yeah. front page. Uh, and and just for the record, there's also laugh tracks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a cool interface too. You just mouse over the sound yeah. and it, and it plays. just starts playing. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Kind of a cool interface. Way easier right. to get. You know what? When you do this kind of stuff and you're looking through a bunch of stuff like that, the most annoying thing is having to click start stop on each of them. This right. sort of roll over thing is great. Perfect. Uh, And they stop playing when you mouse out, which is, I mean, honestly, as, as silly as it sounds on some of the sites where you press play and they just keep playing and playing and playing, it's nice to be able to just go, Oh, that's not what I want. And, and effectively just sort of flipping through, through Sonic thumbnails. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you're doing. Nice touch. 
Uh, Story right. blocks. So, cool. So Thanks, guys. Where uh, where do you want to go from here? Uh, I can't believe how many beer sounds they have. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you actually look, they were all made by Freddie Clark. Yeah, right. It's just exactly. one for every yeah. beer he's ever opened. <laughs> Credit, Freddie Clark. There's 170,000 yeah. beer opening sounds. <laughs> that was just his summer collection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh do you want to do you want to do this q a feedback on frank's thing or yeah, if, is if the discussion mind. around the if, photographer of the week well big? we're gonna do both i think i think we have time right. for both all right uh, go. so a few weeks ago we did a q a yeah and one of the questions uh involved uh what was the argument they, they it was asking whether or not i use psychology in order to manipulate my subjects right and, uh, I think I said something along the lines of, I don't think I do. I, you know, I mean, I, I do what it comes naturally to me, but I'm not consciously thinking about it. Right. It's not um, an intentional, like, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to say this and that's going to flatter this person in this way so that they react this way. Um, right, right, right. And not like Avedon with the, the taxi and the, and the dogs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, there's times when I've thought to myself, I should be more like that, but I, I, it doesn't come naturally to me, uh, manipulation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, our, one of our listeners, Frank, who's a very nice guy who I met and shot a few months ago, uh, wrote in basically arguing that, that he does and that I probably do. And I'm not thinking about it. You know, um, there's always a mission to get something beautiful, but the goal is to get the subject out of a mentality that they have over glamorized, uh, the process of taking pictures. He said, uh, I'm five foot four. I was never really a popular extrovert. I never grew up winning over men or women, but I know I have humor on my side. So I use far more of that to uh, more, far more than a let's get down to business attitude where skill and formality trumps comfort and relaxation. Uh, I think that a lot of people work on this in different ways, right? There are those people, the, the famous Irving Penn, we're here to do something serious. I'm taking it seriously. And so are you, uh, sort of way of looking at it, which, I love the idea of, I love the idea of, you know, showing up in nice pants and a white shirt that's starched and saying, you know, we're here to do a job. Let's do a job here together. You know, let's, Mm -hmm, let's have a moment. mm -hmm. There are people like Frank who are, you know, will use humor. And, and, and I think if that's his gift is humor, I have the gift of gab. I can talk about, I can have a, a reasonable discussion about pretty much any topic with whoever's in front of me, whatever their thing is. You know, the other day, um, uh, my friend's father was in town, so I had him come over and took a picture of him and he was in the HR world and his job was basically, uh, contracts with unions and municipalities. Like that's kind of what he did all his whole life. And so I got in a conversation with him about, you know, how that's changed over time and how unions are good until they get so much power that they have too much leverage and that causes these problems. And and, they become the new robber barons. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then there's, then there's these questions of, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, it could be some person you get along with really well, naturally, and somebody you don't get along with. He's absolutely. And I say, this is similar to what I do, you know? So I have this natural thing where I can have that kind of conversation with anybody and that gets them not really thinking about taking their picture and then we take their picture and hopefully they look comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but you, but you, you've said before that it's, it's, you, you're not, you're not falsely creating, uh, you're, you're not sort of pantomiming the conversation just to elicit a reaction. Right. Yes. Or at least I'm not consciously thinking that way. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't, okay. I don't have a script. Um, 
I don't have things I say every time. I, I mean, there are times when I will keep conversation going just to keep energy of patter going, you know, mm-hmm. so, but, mm-hmm. but it's, it's never like, oh, I'm going to fall back on this thing that I say every time. And that gets me somewhere, you know? Um, so yeah, I guess Frank is right. And I do similar stuff. I just, that stuff comes more naturally to me than photography does in many ways, you know? So I don't really think about it while I'm shooting and I don't really think about the photography anymore while I'm shooting. Like I'm not thinking about technical stuff, you know, while I'm shooting. I mean, yes, occasionally I'll, well, that explains a lot. I'll pull down the camera and, and, and <laughs> uh, cute. you know, I'll, I'll play with lighting, but like, you know, it's one of those things where if you have to get up and go adjust the hair light or whatever it is, Oh, it's too hot or it's you need to tilt it down a little bit because the person's shorter than you thought or whatever the thing is. I mean, you can't just get up, walk over, and for 30 seconds have them sitting there staring at their toes, you know? Why can't you? Well, I mean, you can, but if you do, sometimes, oftentimes, you will lose that person. You know what I mean? You like They'll feel more self-conscious, and, and whatever comfortable thing you had going might get lost. Huh. So sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, it depends on the yeah, person. Yeah. Everything's, everything. Some people sit down, they're like, yeah, sure, yeah, go do what you got to do. Cool, this is fun. This is great, you know? And other people are like, I don't even know how to look at the camera. And it's like, you just look at the camera, you know? <laughs> you know. So it, it, it's, it's a big weight thing. So anyway, I just want to put that out there that, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he said, if I'm working with somebody new, they're probably scared, vulnerable, can't understand why we're doing what we're doing. Showing that I'm a human too, even if it's a five-minute coffee break about pets complimenting something I know they put time into or just showing them something I messed up on the camera gives uh, me a far more human than if I tried to force them with instruction. Of course, this may not be for everybody, especially those working pros who only get five minutes, can't have a coffee break with the subject. You know, that's a good point. You know, there Mm -hmm. are times when you have a minute and a half with somebody. You don't have time to make friends with them. Right. Um, And then there are times when you have a lot of time to make friends with them. It's, it's all, it's all, you know, what you're going to do. And you know what? Not everyone's pictures as a portrait photographer, not every person you're taking pictures of is going to work out. Right. You know, I, I, you know, I read an interview with Imogen Cunningham and she was saying that she didn't give any direction either, either the portrait (laughs) happened, you know, the person did what they did to, to represent themselves and, and it was there and I snapped the picture or it didn't. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, and, and the, and I tend to want to, to go along those lines. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that if somebody is paying me and they need a picture for the back page or the cover or whatever it is, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get something that looks like something, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and so, you know, sometimes it's little tricks of like, Oh, here, just roll your shoulder back a little bit and, you know, turn your head a little bit. I'm definitely not come sit here exactly like this in this way. I, I want to give somebody an idea and let them run with it. The funny thing is that a lot of times you'll do all that, right? And then they'll, they'll say, okay, yep, we're done. Okay. And then they stand up and they go, oh man. And they just, they, they, they set back on their heels and they like cross their arms and start talking to you about something else. And you go, do a stop. That's yeah, exactly, yeah. That's don't the move. One. That's the one. Right. That's what we've been looking for for the last 20 minutes. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so that yeah. happens all the time. And hopefully, you know, you still have the stuff set up and sometimes you'll be like, all right, no, 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 just go over there, you know, step back over here and just turn to me that way. Okay. Snap. And maybe that's the one, you know? Mm-hmm. That happens too. Um, so, you know, everyone has their way of doing this. Uh, so yes, I use psychology, I guess, but I don't, I'm not, I don't, I, I, it's not like I've learned this, whatever you use it tools for I use you are. You don't use psychology for evil. <laughs> yeah. I use it for good. And it's definitely the kind of thing where I just, it just, it naturally comes to me. I certainly haven't, you know, worked on that element of it at all. Anyway. Right. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, 
Should we go to the group? Let's go to the group. We need an assignment for this week. You got any ideas? I, I got one. Yeah, I got one. Okay. I got one. Here. How about this? How about this? How about that? Oh, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Speaking of which, I, I think I want to get a mechanical keyboard. How do you feel about mechanical keyboards? Love them. Do you use one? Yeah. Uh, I do not. I use the, the Apple keyboard, but when I was gaming more, I loved mechanical keyboards. Are, are you the, a brown, blue, red, or um, black? I think key? it's the the is it the blues that have a little less audible click. There's still a tactility. Which We're which is the ones that basically MX sound like switches. the spring, like kaching kaching, like the old IBM keyboards. Yeah, you like can those? still get the Model M's. You know I that? I think those are the browns. Uh, the, the, uh, you can buy the original model M keyboard from Unicomp still with a USB connector on it. 150. Uh, you know, that's a good question. Unicomp keyboards. Yeah. The ultra classic. I'm going to guess 149. Far less than you would think. The ultra classic white buckle spring USB, like full on old school IBM keypad over on the right. Yeah. Yep. 84 bucks. Really? That surprises me because uh, a lot of these, a lot of these mechanical keyboards, especially the gaming keyboards, are w- between a hundred and two hundred. Some of them are even more than two hundred. Yeah, and what's the what's the one everyone likes? The DOS keyboard, mm-hmm. which you can mm-hmm. get with no writing on it, so you just have to know where to touch. Yeah, that's not me. Yeah, I, uh, go look at. Uh, I put a link in the regular show notes so you can click on it. The Ultra Classic Buckle Spring. Yeah, you can get black ones. You can get ones with. I I don't think that I don't know that they make one with. Oh, they do make a Mac OS one. Look at that. Mac OS and I would I would want Mac OS and then uh WASD keys in different color. Uh Oh, really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, they, they, I bet you these these are the kinds of things you can buy also keycaps, like different yep. colored keycaps yeah, yeah. You pop them pop off. Them off. Yeah. On. Yeah. You know, I I I you know, I bought a quick digression. I um I bought a the 13-inch MacBook Pro. Right, the non-touch. When to, yeah, yeah sure. when I had to do a lot of traveling and needed one. Um yeah, the, the so-called MacBook Escape. And right. uh, I have it here and I almost never use it because I'm not a laptop guy and I've got my you know, desktop machine I work on. Uh, so it just sits here. But you, know, you hear all these terrible- Why don't you sell it and get an X100F? Uh, well, that's the thing. I, I was considering selling it um, because it's in perfect shape. I barely use the thing. And uh, I'm worried about the keyboard though. Have you read this thing on- uh, uh, the MacBook Are they Pro using keyboard? the same uh, the same real slim travel butterfly keys that the the twelve inch does? Yeah, uh, yes, but I don't like that keyboard at all. Okay, I don't See, like it. I doesn't have enough travel for me. I don't mind uh, the 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 new keyboard um, as, as much, but I don't type a lot. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not. It, I'm it not feels that guy. almost like typing on the iPad screen where it's just, there, there's just for me anyway, there's just not enough resistance or travel to make it feel comfortable. It starts to bug yeah. me after. Well, after so uh, on the outline.com, which is the, uh, the new Joshua Topolsky thing. Uh, oh, right. Casey Johnston, you know her, she's a tech no. writer. Uh, no. She's pretty good. In fact, she's, we have a lot of friends in common. She was actually a guest on, uh, uh, our, my friend Bianca Brady's, uh, fitless podcast a while back. Oh, uh-huh. She does uh-huh. a lot of weightlifting. Um, uh, it has one and she got a piece of dust under the, uh, the, the space bar and had to take it to the Apple store and, you know, they fixed it cause it's under warranty, but apparently 
the whole keyboard, Jeffrey, you can't take the keycaps off and clean them. The whole keyboard is the entire top assembly of the computer. So after, after the, um, uh, warranty goes out, it's a $700 repair for a piece of dust in your keyboard. Yeah. Uh, you know, spend the 80 bucks, get one of the old IBMs and a can of dust off and you're done. Isn't that insane? <laughs> so anyway, she she did an article. She she did. You're gonna love the title of this article. It's it's in the uh, the segment called Bad Tech. It's called the new MacBook keyboard is ruining my life. It's yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah. I, so anyway, I, I just, but it's thin. Know, it's really thin. The computer yeah. is otherwise amazing. But, it's really thin. Uh, Have we mentioned it's thin? Yeah. So anyway. Thin. I'll, 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 I'll sell it to somebody who doesn't listen to this podcast. We, we want, we want more battery life, but it's thin. <sighs> Sound familiar? <laughs> God. <laughs> could, could we have a Hasht- port or two? No, but you can have thinness. But it's thin. Yeah. Hashtag Adobe. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Out of the ordinary. Yep. Out of the ordinary. Patty Reynolds, a sofa in front of graffiti. That is out of the ordinary. Uh, by the way, we we only gave these people four days to do these, so we're going to give right. extra props for... But really, Mario Mirabile, I encountered this guy doing a photo shoot for the launch of his new book, and he obliged with a few pictures for me. Look at that man. That's a man. Not, That's a bear that right is a, there. That is a manly man right there. Out of the ordinary. Love it. Oh. Uh, Peter Geyser. Look at that. Sunrise at uh, in Washington, D.C. Huh. Intent. Yeah. Uh, I like Chris Chris Connor's <laughs> uh, picture through the columns. That's yep. That's really nice. Yep. Uh, where'd you guys park? They I don't. They parked on Constitution. Oh, they found. Uh, I took the train. Order. Okay, it's a real pain in the neck place to get. Well, it was also the where'd Marine you go to Smithsonian walk down. Where'd you go? It was the Marine ten uh, k. Oh god! So, so a lot of a lot of road. Up. There was tons of road closures. Um, I did, uh, what did I do? I redline to Metro oh, because I needed there. to get some coffee. And if you, you can take the blue line up to Basically Foggy Bottom and walk down 23rd. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. So you get out at what? Yeah. Uh, 16th. There's no like easy, that. there's no, like even Foggy Bottom is pretty far away. I mean, yeah. You're, you're hoofing down. That's 20 minute walk down 23rd. Yeah. It's but a mile away. I, yeah. I went, um, to Metro and then walked through, what is that? Federal Triangle right there? Sure. By the, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then across, which was nice. Look at, look at the moose jump in the, jump in the thing that Vicky Brown put up. That's impressive. Uh, yes. Uh, Barry's picture of the crazy swordfish at the bowling alley. Yeah. That's kind of nuts. That's weird. Swordfish bowling. Uh, Mike Kukavika. Nice shot of the blue angels. Look at that. <sighs> Those people my, are nuts, uh, right? My friend Mark has a shot similar to that, but they were. One was inverted and one was in normal flight and he happened to catch them right as they passed. So you've got, you've got this beautiful capture of, of one of them inverted. Really nice. That's when you need 20 frames a second. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we were shooting film. So lucky, lucky capture. Yeah. 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 Uh, Oh, I like Andrew Shields, uh, picture of the shaft of light. Oh yeah. Our, our friend Lisa has a thing about, um, when light comes through a window like that, she wants it to to call it a chisp. It's a chisp of light. Okay. I don't know. She wants to make this a thing. So years ago she was doing it. Uh, like we were talking about this whole chisp thing. And the other day I took a picture of a girl 
and and I was going between two pictures to a woman and I was going through two pictures and I said to my wife, I said, you know, which one do you like better? She goes, I think I like the one with the chisp of light on it. You're like, said, uh, uh, really? There it is. Years later, it comes back. Uh, if, if you do like that kind of thing, Uta Barth, uh, go check out Uta's work. She's masterful at capturing the way yeah. light kind of pierces through her home and, and yeah, good stuff. Uh, a costumed dog on a skateboard. Nice one, Dilworth. You see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a juggalo. It's like a dog juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> juggalo. I like uh, how the juggalos are so scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they own it, man. Got to give them credit. Um, yeah. An older one, Max Nex, Catwoman at high noon on on a, a, a duo of Catwomen. Uh, on, three. Oh, oh, there's one in the shadows there, isn't there? Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Huh, Okay. Too bad there aren't nine of them. Too bad they're not outside my house right now. Hello. Oh my god! Again, <laughs> you with that? Ugh. The Catwoman thing doesn't do anything for you. Not at all. Okay. Everybody's got their thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, how about loud for the next one? Loud's good. Loud. Yeah. What does loud look like? What is something loud? Is it loud color? Is it a loud car? Is it a loud, is it a dragster screaming down the quarter mile at 320 miles an hour? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know. Loud. Can you even imagine that? Can you even imagine, Bill, getting from, you know, a standing start to 300 miles an hour in a quarter mile? That's how fast they get? Oh, yeah. Over. Over 300 miles an hour. Imagine the, the G's on you when that happens. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it presses your eyeballs back in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have very mixed feelings. Like I love the idea of that just from the, uh, oh, the, you know, like just the power and ingenuity of people and blah, 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 blah. But it also feels like, oh, you just burned like 16 gallons of gas for no good reason. <laughs> you know, And you have zero margin for error. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. So uh, go rent heart like a wheel. If you haven't seen that Bonnie Bedelia, uh, Bo Bridges. Is that a, 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 a Nine Inch Nails album? No, no, no. Heart Like a Wheel. Uh, <laughs> the, the the life story of Shirley, Shirley Muldowney. Uh, I uh, Heart Like a Wheel. I will put a Terrific link flick. to the uh, Wikipedia About kind article. of the beginnings of, of, of drag racing. 1983. Yeah. Also, by the way, Heart Like a Wheel is a Linda Ronstadt record from 1974. Huh. So Now I'll have to go watch it again and see if there are any Linda Ronstadt songs on the record. I wouldn't the, be surprised. On the, on the soundtrack. Right? It's kind yeah. of sounds like that kind of thing. Um, okay. So loud, loud. Good. Done. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. What do you got? Okay. So picture this. Um, picture, imagine if you will. Yeah. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> no windows <laughs> and no doors. Um, <laughs> How many times Wait, do we do another that? show before Halloween? Uh, yeah. Well, tomorrow, next week is Halloween, I do believe. Tuesday is Halloween. All right. So Halloween show. Halloween show. Whoa. Can we pipe in sound effects? Can you do that? Do you have the, do you have the capability to do, do that? I do a soundboard kind of thing, I think. Yeah. I think so. I'll have to figure right. that out. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, last week while in Montre- Montreal, right. um, Conrad and I went to the contemporary art museum up there Mm -hmm. and it was in rebuilding mode as it were. So instead of $25, 
there was only one gallery open. It had 20 objects, 20 different works of art in there. And, and it, it cost was $460 to get yeah, five bucks to go see 20 chosen works. So we're like, yeah, sure. And you know what the funny thing is about art sometimes is that if you give somebody less things to look at, they'll look at it more with more detail. Does that make sense? I would agree with that. Right. So some of this stuff was a little out there. Um, some of it was, <laughs> there was a one guy's work where it was, uh, 50 inch or 50 gallon barrels drums painted blue in a dark room and inside of each was filled with water. And at the bottom of them was a television set, like an old school TV encased in a waterproof thing showing a IR night goggle video of someone sleeping. And there were 20 of them in the room. Wait. Uh, okay. Hold on. So the people sleeping were wearing night vision goggles? No, the, the, it was no. night vision footage of oh, okay, people okay, sleeping. Oh, okay, okay. They're sleeping in the dark. Yeah. And, on and a it's TV just... at the bottom of a 50-gallon drum filled with water. And there were 20 different people in 20 different drums. How like, were people sleeping in a 50-gallon drum? No, it was video of them sleeping. Oh, it was video the of them sleeping. Okay. Like a TV okay, okay. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that where you go. So what, you, have to, you have to lean over and look down into yeah. the drum? Yeah. And they're filled with water? Yep. And the TV, the electronic TV is at the bottom of the thing encased in some sort of waterproof thing, which I was thinking about if you were going to do this this is just a quick aside, but if you were going to do that, because of course there are times when you need to use electricity underwater or around water. Why don't you just put a Perspex disc and seal it? And so the TV is not actually underwater. The TV is actually the fun was having the TV underwater. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway, it just, it made me think, oh, I wonder who you would talk to to create waterproof housings of this thing. Anyway, stuff like that. You get the idea of the kind of level of Maybe they of just stuff. sprayed it all with that, uh, what's that stuff that you get in the can that seals everything? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I do, but I forget. Where the guy it. seals like the screen door with, with it and then puts this, or, or like the bottom of the boat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What, the, what is that stuff called? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The what if they just sprayed the TVs with that stuff? So it just creates this barrier. Oh, it's barrier. so good. It's, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. don't overthink it, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. So you, have you looked at any of this? Because I almost rather you not have looked at it. No, I haven't looked at okay. any of it. All right. I'm going to send you a single image, and I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this in Skype for you. And because I want you to come in this clean. Okay. Look at this picture that I just sent you, and I'm going to put the same picture in the show notes, which is of a floral uh, setup, green background, yellow table, floral arrangement on the table. Got right? it. Okay. So this is a room full of, uh, I don't know, let's say 10 of these things. Yep. Okay. And you notice there's a little label inset into the box on the right. Yes. And very beautifully done. Giant prints and, you know, th- look at the size of the text on the label. You can imagine the size of the print. Yeah. It's five by seven. I like the way that something. they are framed, that the, 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 the text block is sort of built into the frame. That's kind yeah. of a neat way to do it. It is a neat way to do it. And apparently this woman is a big deal in the conceptual art world. I had never heard of her. Her name is Taryn Simon. Okay. Yeah. Taryn Simon. Got okay. it. Watch, so I, I watched the video just a minute ago of, of looking through the gallery. Yep. Okay. So you walk in the room and there's a bunch of these on the wall. Now. To me, I was like, what is, what is, this is definitely one of those situations where, you know, what is this all about? Cause there's no way it's just pictures of flowers on tables. Right. You know, this like, isn't enough. Right. So you go read the long 
thing on the initial wall, the, the long label on the initial wall. And what she did is this. She, this is a commentary on, uh, it's called Paperwork and the Will of Capital. And okay. it's commentary on trade agreements between different com- uh, countries. And that okay. over, over the centuries, in a painting from, you know, some Dutch painting of two people signing some treaty, there's always flowers on the table. You know, that kind of thing, right? It's yeah. like a floral okay. arrangement thing. So what she did was she found photographs of ones from the last 30 years or whatever, and she recreated the flowers on those tables, got horticulturalists, found the flowers, recreated them uh, sitting on a duo color thing, which you can see, right? which, which is, is related to the ones in the, in the original situation that it was in, you know what I mean? To give it context of, of the original and then, and then let them decay, shot them over and over again, over 12 days. So they decayed. We're seeing the first day of them. There's a, a related book. And then it goes into commentary on the label about what the trade agreement was about. This one was between Afghanistan and Pakistan about something that happened and they transferred this much wealth and the World Monetary Fund and the IMF and the you know World Bank and the uh, IMF gave this kind of stuff from the US and no one ever knew about that this thing ever happened or whatever it is, right? And that you're supposed to get some level of social commentary out of reading the label and looking at the flowers what, next to okay. it. Okay, mm, I'm confused at how the... F- how the flowers relate to the trade agreement. They are, they are from pictures of the signing of the trade agreement. Okay. 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 So there were always flowers present in the signings of these things. Yes. And And she's doing, she's basically life based on the paint uh, on the flowers that were present at the time of the signing. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. 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 I wasn't, I'm sorry. That wasn't, wasn't I'm sorry. I didn't make it clear. Yeah. No, Uh, she also took sprigs of these things and dried them and they are on pages of the book. And then there's a book that is, that is, uh, part of this whole process. And if you go look up paperwork in the will of capital on, uh, on, uh, Google images, right? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at it on her, on her website too. Okay. You can see examples of these pages, right? And, and this book, Jeffrey (laughs) is, uh, let me just see if I can find it on here. The book that goes along with this thing is uh, 200 pages long. Okay. That goes along with, you know, 15 images. So it's these essays about each of these things. Oh, so there are only 15 images total. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's it's not, there aren't that many of them. I I don't know exactly how many, but like- but so it's really a lot more exposition than massive so the exposition becomes of exposition. the art. Yes. So she wow. she is in some ways less a photogra- photographer and more of a you know installation modern artist and photography huh. is just an element of it. Now, you got all that so far? Yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting yes. Con- it's an interesting concept to present in a museum Yes. Where the average goer is not going to spend the time to read the 200 pages of context. Yes. To give meaning to the art. Okay. So now. Or to give more meaning, maybe. Right, right, right. Now, I am am talking about this with you. Conrad and I had a couple hours of conversation about this work after we left. And so in that sense, it's incredibly successful. The fact that we're still, you and I are still talking about it. I saw this thing last Thursday and I'm still talking about it, right? You see right. what I'm getting at? Um, this so is woman, that the art? Is the discussion after the fact the art? Yeah, maybe, right? But 
I also think to myself, okay, you want to make commentary about, and, and, and I think that I enjoyed this. <laughs> I think that I like this. <laughs> I'm real. I'm really on the fence. I don't know, and and I, I'm. It's not a rip on like technically well, but the, fact the images that you're talking about it. You just exactly you just made the, the fact point, that I'm though. talking about it. It means that it was successful. You're still chewing on it somehow. Yes, right, right, right. But here's so yeah. here's here's where I'm going to get a little like I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, you're trying to make commentary on the fact that economic decisions and the haves and have nots in the world is out of the controls of the have nots, and. You know, uh, that all this stuff happens behind the scenes and maybe there's graft in there and all these decisions that get made that no one has any say in. And we, we, we put meaning on these pieces of paper that are agreements between corporations or, or, or continents or right, countries right. and, and all this. But kind in of the stuff. end, they just decay. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> the flowers on the table, like what I, I guess my thing is that to me, it seems choosing the flowers on the table during these things to be the part that you glom onto that, that you, yeah. that you try to use. I, I had to a illustrate kind of the weight of, of these decisions. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I had a conversation the other night where I was discussing this with someone else who is in the world of museum photography, like, uh, like buying, you know, is in the, is in the world of photography at, at museums. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she said, yes, I know about Taryn Simon. That is exactly the kind of work that we would buy. And that kind of made me think, is someone like Terrence Simon making this work because this is really what they want to make or because they know that this is the kind of work that museums want to buy? Okay. This is, this is, this is actually fantastic because this, this ending on this and starting with the discussion on, on what is culture next week is, is, a, is kind of a fantastic transition. Okay. Is okay. The fact that this is what the museum would buy, or museums. This is right, the type right. of work that museums buy. Yep. I believe is is one of the leading factors in what has contributed to the decline of museum attendance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, you're going somewhere I didn't expect, but okay, go for it. Well, let's pick it up. Let's pick it up next week. Okay. But I, I think there is something here. You do understand uh, how that, like, I'm looking at this and it's interesting and it's all of that stuff. But at the same time, I go, really? Okay. Like years you, of you your life. It, but, and, but here's and, the thing. You see it, Bill. You yeah. understand it. And I'm you still are, thinking, are, really. are talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> now, how does this translate to You're the average man on the street? Yeah. How, how does this translate to the family of four that came from Wisconsin on their vacation and stopped into the museum? Because that's what everybody says you're supposed to do. And they look at this and they're going, the hell am I looking at? Right. Right. And the yeah. kids are going, Oh, flowers. Yeah. And yeah. the parents are going, right. yeah, but like th- I, I am, I am fairly well read in photography yes. and art and all that stuff. And I still don't know how I feel about it. Like right. on a, on a, like what the hell is this kind of level? Not even on a, this is important or has some meaning or whatever. Right. And, Meanwhile, yeah. you've got you've got the National Gallery putting up a, you know, 22 foot tall blue rooster that's become the star of the museum. Right. Why? People don't care what it means. It's a 22 foot tall blue rooster, whatever right. it is, 12 feet tall, 15, right, whatever right, it is. Right, 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 right. Because and 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 if that's what people want, why are you giving, you know, where is the line between giving museum goers and cultural stuff people what they want 
or having some sort of group of people who are curating where art is going in the future, where right. it is now and where right. it's going in the future. Because at some point, somebody needs to make a decision about what is important. We can't save everything. Sure. You yeah, know? sure, sure. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. So next week, let's, let's dive deeper into this because I think this is a great way to, to tie these two together. Good right. choice this week, Bill. So, so big prints and they were really, some of them, there's a couple of them of this, uh, that you can look at. I wonder if there's a, I'm sure you can, if, if you just do a search on Google, you can get uh, a bunch of examples of this work. Um, just, just give me some scale, a five foot tall, four foot tall. What are I we think they at? were s- probably six feet tall, seven feet oh, tall wow. and five feet wide. Wow. They're big prints. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. In fact, that's, that's part of what was interesting about them is cause I, you know, you walk in the room and you go, those prints are huge. And it's of a pile of flowers well, on a, on a tan background. Like, what Did you and this? I were we together walking through National Gallery? That I think it was the 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 east the east wing that had the giant pictures. The there were a couple stuff? Cindy Sherman pictures. Yeah. Oh, uh, was, I I think we both went through that. I don't. Okay, think we didn't I go together, but we both went through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Similar reaction where I'm I'm finding myself I'm looking at these things, being impressed by the scale, but not necessarily connecting to what I'm seeing. Right. Okay. Not now sure here, whether I connect to it. I sent you an example, one more example in Skype and go grab this one just because this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. This red one. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I look at it now. This one, it's a, beautiful a large picture. scale one of that is a beautiful picture. And I could imagine that being on my wall. Yeah. You know what I mean, like you, if could, I was some you could imagine guy, buying this in a white frame at West Elm or something. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. And a big giant one, if it's worth something and this woman's a thing and blah, 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 blah. And I'm purchasing this thing as a work of art. That's going to be possibly worth something as an investment. You know what I mean? Like that kind of art right. buyer it level. It can skate both, both worlds. Kind yes, of thing. exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Where some of the other ones I'm like, that's a, you know, a wedding bouquet sitting on a table. <laughs> And it's exquisitely well done, although right. sometimes the whites were a little tad blown out, but maybe that's a, an art decision or a you know, printing decision or something. I don't know. But, but, but it just, it's amazing to me. This, you see this, this book sitting on a table, Jeffrey, and you look at it and you go, 200 pages of distilled like insanity. And somebody paid for this, like some endowment or, you know what right. I mean? Because she's the kind of person who I'm sure gets all kinds of money from. Right. These are in, in some cases, the Guggenheim grants or the MacArthur grants. This is that exactly kind of that level yeah. of stuff. Yeah. 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 And I just look and at no it. No disrespect go, to the people that have received those. And, no, all. absolutely not. Like yeah. more power to them. But like, I'm like, wait, this is, this is, huh? Yeah. You know? And, and anyway. So anyway, she, she does a whole bunch of other stuff. There's actually also a uh, Charlie Rose interview with her that I'll put in the show notes, which I have not yet listened to because I wanted to talk about this with you. So okay. maybe I'll put in the so show let's, notes. Let's follow this up all next week. Let's listen to some of this stuff. Look through some of these articles. Take a look at them, listeners, in the show notes. Yeah. And and that's where we'll start next week. That's a great, great call. Good choice. I think that it's, um, I think that it could be interesting. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and by the way, she's my age. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've done nothing with my life. <laughs> it's all right. Good thing I have no problems with regret or You've anything. You've got a couple <laughs> years left. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, let me put all these in here. Um, all right, so uh, if people want to get a hold of us, how do they do that? Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Yep. Bill, is that Bill Wadman? Bill is also at Wadman365, uh, at Jeffrey Sidoris. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we will see you next week 
for the big Halloween show. Spooky. Spooky. Ooh, isn't that scary, <laughs> kids? Hey, did you, somebody, somebody, wait, were you telling me about a friend of yours who bought the haunted house paintings or something? Was it you? Patrick. Patrick. Oh, Patrick has them? Yeah, like the, are you talking about the Disney yeah. posters? Yeah, Patrick's got it's them. It's Patrick who has them. Oh. Yeah, these big, 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 like vintage oh, uh, posters from the Haunted Mansion. They're beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, man, he's got all the cool stuff. Yeah, he's got a cool place. Oh. Yeah, if you if you do get to California at some point, you got to hook up with Patrick. I wish I was a reoccurring player on a <laughs> hit sitcom years ago. <laughs> many. Yeah, many. I, I'd, I'd have... Uh, I'd have a fancy place. Anyway, uh, yeah, talk to you next week, everyone. See yep. you. Have a great week. Uh, go make some pictures uh, and and uh, it'll be good to each other. Going on and on the way we are for so long. Too many fools, it's plain to see something. Try to make